To begin. Are you watching closely? To begin. Clytus, I'm bored. How to start? What plaything can you offer me today? It's been a while. Welcome to the show. I don't know that the show is going to be regular again anytime soon. I'm recording this on January 29th, my birthday. The spring semester begins next Monday, which is the 5th, 4th, 5th of February. And I don't entirely know my spring schedule because of some enrollment uh, numbers changing some classes around. I hope that I will have a regular window in which to record. And I'm going to try to record shows in such a way that I do not have to edit them. I am tired of editing. And that means i got to record in the afternoon where I can breathe better. In the morning, I tend to cough. I tend to lose track of my... I cut the coughs, but I'll leave the line leading into it because I just coughed talking about coughing. And it's two and almost three in the afternoon. It should be breathing better right now. But I just had some chips. So I think it was just one of those was a dry bit of it was caught in my throat or something. Writing update, though. That's the point of this show. First syllable. It's a show about writing, in case for some reason this is the first episode you've ever listened to. Hello. It started as a lead-up to specifically a screenplay called The Last Syllable of Recorded Time, which I never ended up writing. And I still kind of want to, but currently I'm working on other things. That one got too muddled in and too full of itself in the planning stages. That's how I work. You know, the longer I take to get to something, the more I build up to it. And I've learned recently that I'm better off even while doing the world building and the extra detail and everything else is just get started. Currently, I am working on, I've already given updates on this, but I am working on Four Finger Discount still. It is, let's see, I think I have the word file open. I am on page 227 of Four Finger Discount. I figure, based on what's left of the story, there are at least, um, I want to say three, four, maybe five chapters left. Chapters are anywhere from, I think so far they've been anywhere from 10 pages to 30 pages. And I figure the last few will be a bit like that. Right now I'm at a point in the story that I didn't expect to be happening, and I like it because it's something I didn't expect to be happening. Unexpected things have happened in the story, and it is great, because it was originally supposed to be, you know, this heist story that I wanted to be a short story in the first place, and it grew quite quickly once I knew who my main characters were and how they were going to play off of each other and how their backstories tied into this or didn't, how the personalities tied into this. And Odds, the main character, became a bit more, uh, uh spoilers, a bit more powerful than I expected her to be, uh, under the influence of particular substances. <laughs> That's a whole theme of the story is actually drug use and specifically how certain drugs or, well, I'll say drugs, but some of them are alcohol. Certain drugs augment or, yeah, augment her magical abilities and her choice to not rely on that is part of the ongoing story. But also those moments where those things happened, I kind of came up with, they weren't part of the original planned structure of the story. 
first time she drinks Cyril, which a short story I wrote years ago establishes that Cyril is made with um, blood and I think also milk from dragons. And so it's particularly powerful for certain people and particularly for odds. It made it created a very powerful moment for her where she could really dig into other people's minds and control stuff around her. And then there was a moment a few chapters ago, or I think just last chapter, where this will sound strange out of context, but that's the point, is she talked to a bench. And yes, you heard me right, a bench, a park bench. Um, Reska, who is more powerful, but for reasons we don't know a lot about him. We know some backstory, but he's very guarded about who he is and what he's capable of. He was going to give her magic lessons, and he made a bench float off the ground. And he expected her to basically use a version of like telekinesis and just force it back to the ground. But instead she talked to it. And it wasn't something I planned, and I love the way it played out. And it alters the understanding of magic in this world, for me and for the reader, the future reader. And I loved it. And things, little things like that have happened. I invented a whole card game that I had to sort of understand the basic rules of and a few specific rules just to make it feel like a real game that the people in the story would understand. And there's a lot of stuff like that, world building detail, world building details where I don't get into them in great detail because that's not the point. The narrator is from the world of Basara and he is writing about a story happening in the world of Basara for an audience in Basara, so he's not explaining a lot unless it needs to be explained, or unless a character explains it. And there's been some of that, characters talking about the gods, or characters talking about the potential idea that the gods aren't real, and talking at one point about essentially evolution as a counterpoint to maybe the gods didn't create the races of Basara. But that was just a passing thing in one conversation. It wasn't the point of the story. Same with a lot of the God stuff, although that has become quite important to the story. And I'm enjoying it. I like writing almost every day again. I've had a few days where I haven't been able to get to it because of other stuff happening. But mostly it's been every day since I started in December. And... I'm almost done, and I'm looking forward to the next thing, which I think is going to be Death, 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 which is a script idea. I talked about it here before in this show. Um, essentially a slasher script with a twist. And then I have ideas for further Rosara stories, and I have given more world building that has happened in recent months. I have some rewrites to do on old stories that were set in this world. Because this is a world I've been writing in. I invented... The Kingdom of Guardia, specifically, now called Olgardia, um, in the 90s. And I wrote my first story set there in the early 2000s and had already had plans for how it would tie into some other characters and stories that I was thinking about in the 90s. A lot of that didn't happen. I think I've mentioned in this show before my fictional town of Diamond Cove, California, where the town still exists. It still might show up in a story if I keep writing regularly. But I think I'm more interested in this fantasy world because I can use it to tell a lot of different kinds of stories. Like even the things I've already written there 
There's a story called Hindsight, which is sort of a science fiction story set in this fantasy world. I wrote a story called Went on a Caramore, which it expanded beyond what I expected, so it didn't quite fit the mold I had planned, but essentially was supposed to be a horror story set in this world. And when I go back to rewrite it, it will be a horror story again. Not rewrite it, but go back and like give it another pass with some more world-building elements that I understand better now. Similarly, uh, I believe it was the first story I wrote in it. It's just called The Escalor, which starts out as a simple little pastoral village, uh, mid-spring day celebration, and then takes a turn halfway through where it becomes a sort of horror survival story. And I think I want to play up the horror and the survival elements really big in the second part and the world building more in the first part and tie it more into the various races because at the time I was writing a fantasy story where pretty much it's humans are everywhere. Now humans, or Haman as they're called in the world, are not everywhere. They're a minority they're a powerful minority because they intermingle with all of the other races pretty easily and have done so. Because I planned this, uh, the remake world building stuff of this world so that I could use this world for D&D campaigns. And so I had to decide how do the races work and what separates them and tie it back into the various gods. So the official history is that the first race was the Vani, which live in the sea. And they were created by Korthikea. No, they were the second race. The Troll, which are kind of like elves, were created first by Barakat. And then Korthikea made the Vani. And I forget the order for the others, but Toba created the Weg, which are kind of like orcs. Adeline created the She, which are these little tiny people that are kind of like somewhere in between a brownie and a hobbit, physically. There are Duero, which are dwarfs, essentially. They were created by Zekiel, another god. And then there are a few other, there's sort of sub-races. And it, it gets complicated. It's stuff that I use in this first, in Four Finger Discount without explaining a lot of it. Like the fact that Kill, our main, our secondary main character, is... A weg and his his skin is green doesn't tell us much. He's very tall. Doesn't tell us much. He has tusks. Starting to get a hint of what I'm talking about here. Uh, he's barefoot all the time, but I have not discussed the fact that he has what they call lupine limbs. Essentially, his legs are more like a, the rear legs on a dog or like goat legs kind of thing. Like a fawn. And so he has paws on his lower legs, and Wegg tend to not wear shoes because of that. But that hasn't been explained fully, because in this world, the reader that Cecil is writing this story for would know this. For example, I won't get into a lot more of that, because I wanted to keep this short, I wanted to keep it simple, and I don't want to bother to edit much. I'm just going to clean up the audio and put out this episode, I hope, this Friday, which is... The second. Oh, Groundhog Day. So, also on this day, there should be an episode out of the Groundhog Day Project, Minute by Minute, which is going to be rebooting as soon as I know whether or not I have a regular schedule where I can do it week to week. More on that over there. So, 
Catch me over on Groundhog Day Project Minute by Minute. Or find me on social media, Robert E.G. Black. Or follow whatever content I'm putting out, as it were, at uh, Lemming Drops Studio Tour on Facebook. In the meantime, have a great, I don't know, day, week, month, whatever it is until you hear from me again. Cut. You're still here? Yeah. It's over. Stuff that dreams are made of. It's a passport. Go home. To another world. Go.